that raised Jesus from the dead. It's on the inside. Come on. Amen and amen and amen. Come on. Good morning. Come on in, guys. We welcome you on this Friday. just slightly before the seven o'clock hour here in the CST, the Central Standard Time. So we're going to go ahead and get started this morning, guys. The topic this morning is from broken into miracle. Yes. From broken into miracle. I don't know about you, but I'm going to tell you right now, I've gone from broken to miracle. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm going to tell you what yes. the same thing has happened to you guys. I want you, I want you to be encouraged morning. this morning. I, I want you, every single person that feels like they're at the bottom, that they feel Let like they're just, us. they, man, they just can't get yes. any lower. I'm going to tell you, you need to get joyful this morning. Yes. I'm at the lowest point in my life, Ben. What are you talking about? Because every time that God elevates somebody in his word, they start at the bottom. I started at the bottom. Now I'm here. Come on. You know yes. what I'm talking about. Amen. Yes. And amen. I'm excited this morning. Yes. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God started putting this on my heart last night. 
And I tell you what, when Leslie asked me this morning, she goes, oh, thank you, Jesus. That's confirmation. Praise God. Yes. So, guys, we're going to we're going to look at what God does with those that think that they're zero because God never looks at you that way. I want to tell you, yes. he is your peace. He is your portion. portion. I'm going to tell you right now what it says in here is a is the truth about you. What yes. the world says about you may be a fact. What you said about yourself may be a fact. But God says, my truth comes in and trumps that. Yes. My truth comes in and, my, and you are my child. You are yes. made in my image. Don't you dare sit there and say that you're <laughs> worthless. Don't you dare sit yes. there and say you're the black sheep of the family. Come Don't on. you dare say that because I say that you are a hero and I'll take that zero out of your mind and I'll make it anew this morning. Amen and amen. So guys, we're going to get started. As you can see, I'm excited already. Yes. But we're going to get started the way we should in prayer. Guys, I just encourage you real quick, tag somebody, hit that little at sign, type their name in, bring them in. Somebody that's out there that feels like they're a zero needs to understand that God sent his son to the cross so they don't continue in the zero, mm -hmm. but they can be elevated to that hero in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Would you like to start us? Yes. Amen. Yes. Well, hallelujah. Yes. Father God, we just thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you for your fruit, the joy yes. of the Lord. Ooh, Lord, yes. we have the joy of the Lord. Thank and you. we just say thank you, thank God, that you're Jesus. here with us. Father, Lord, we just say, Lord, that you are here with us. And we say, Holy Spirit, have your, have way. your way. Lord, have your way here with Ben and I, but have your way with every person listening, every person yes. driving, yes. every person that is listening at a further date. Lord, you are that God that Amen. is already yes. there. And Lord, I just have so many praise reports. You're an amazing father. But Lord, I ask you to open our eyes. Open our spiritual ears and open our heart to receive the word today. Father God, Lord, I just thank you, Lord, for taking my brokenness, taking my mess, yes. taking all the Come stuff. On that's been thrown in the ways of my life. And Father, you turned it around. Yes. You turned it for your for your glory, for your honor. Yes. And Lord, you just did what you wanted to do, Father mm -hmm. God, with it. And Lord, I just say thank you. It shows. And yes. I just say, Lord, I know that you are real. Yes. You are a real, real God and my Father in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Father God, I just stand in agreement with my wife right now in Jesus' mighty name. And Father God, I just reach out in the spirit realm. Yes. Father God, you know the ones that need to hear yes, this message God. most. Father God, whether it be right now, yes, tomorrow, next Father. year, 10 years from now, Father God. Yes. Father God, I just ask that your word permeates the heart. Father God, you are in what Jesus did on the cross is the yes. only alchemist that, that has ever existed. That Jesus's blood turns lead into gold. Yes. I want to thank you, Father God, for that. And I just claim that over the person that needs to hear this today. Father God, open our spiritual ears, open our spiritual eyes to hear and to see what you would have us. Have us see ourselves as Christ sees us, Father God, mm -hmm. in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen and amen. amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Jerry. Good, uh, good morning. Diane, my precious mother, love. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Larry. Larry. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Rosie, Rosie, Mari, Christine. Christine. Come on, guys. All right, guys. Said my good mornings. Now we're going to get into the word of God. As I said before, mm -hmm. God always in the word of God, he takes people at their lowest point. He takes them at their lowest point. And we're going to go through several, several, mm -hmm. several scriptures. When I was, uh, 
uh, talking to Leslie before, right at six o'clock when uh, when we got up. She was saying, are we going to go through Hebrews chapter 11? I said, no, we're going to go back to where those particular scriptures happen. And we're going to talk about where they were and where they went when they went with God. So we're going to start in, we're going to start in one of my favorite. I say that all the time. One of my favorite scriptures. We're going to Joshua chapter two, verse one. Joshua chapter two, verse one. I'm speaking to all of those people out there that have sold parts of themselves, that have sold parts of themselves to get some things and now realize those things were not right. I'm speaking to those that may have sold themselves on their back. And you know what I'm talking about? Those that have sold their dignity, those that have sold parts of themselves, those that have compromised themselves, God can take that and make it into gold. And we see that right here in Joshua chapter two, we see this in Joshua chapter 2, verse 1. Let me get this where it needs to be. I forgot to do that this morning. All right. So here we go. Joshua chapter 2. Joshua. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Henry. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Henry. Good morning, Ashley. Guys, if we did not see you, I apologize. We love you. We thank you. Guys, if you're on a, on a screen where it's white and it's not black, click on the video. Come over where all the live feed is. If you're saying the things and we don't see it at all, or later on when we get prayer requests, you need to be on the black screen so you can put it in with the comments for everybody else. Here we are, Joshua chapter 2, verse 1. Now, Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly, saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and came to the house of a harlot named Rahab, and lodged there. Right. And it was told the king of Jericho saying, behold, men have come here tonight from the children of Israel to search out the country. So the king of Jericho sent to Rahab saying, bring out the men who have come to you, who have entered your house, for they have come to search out all the country. Then the woman took the two men and hid them. So they, so she said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. Now we have to understand who Rahab is. Come okay? on. Rahab. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell parts of the story, but I'm going to give you a whole for you, for the folks that don't know who Rahab is. Rahab is a temple prostitute. Right. She works in a, a, a temple for a demonic gods inside of Jericho. She's branded. She is basically a slave. Right. She has no rights. She's a woman. She's one of the only professions a woman can have at that time. She's working on her back. She's in right. the lowest possible position, working for a demonic God and just being there. Her, her, her name means wide open, if you will understand that. I'm sure you do. If you're, she's a prostitute and her name is means wide open, you can see where she's coming from. But I want you to understand something. Even in her position, she heard from the Lord. Come on. Now she had a choice. She had a choice. She could have stayed in the position Come on. that she had got herself into, Man, but so she good. refused to do that. Even when the king of the city commanded her to do something. She goes, no, I'm going to listen to the Lord. Right. I know that these people are the chosen people 
And I know that I'm going to support what God is doing, not what you are doing, earthly king. I know that you call me a prostitute, but I know there's a God out there that can restore me. Come on, yes. somebody. Somebody's <laughs> got to hear this this yes. morning. I want you to understand something. Yes. Because Rahab was obedient to God, he took her from her back and he elevated her up to another yes. castle. She was the great, great grandmother of King David, King David, man, who was a man after God's own heart, King David, come on now, yes. that, that brought the Israelites to a new place, Yes, King David, who listened to the Lord, who King David, who had his own problems, but God used in a mighty way, came from yes. a demonic temple prostitute Woo! because she listened to yes. the Lord, God raised her up, elevated her. Now, what happened? After, after Jericho fell, Rahab right. became an Israelite. God transformed her. I'm going to tell you something. When you accept Jesus yes. Christ as your personal Savior, yes. you're not the old person anymore. You're, You're the, the new, new person. Come on. This is what happened to Rahab. This is what happened to you. No yes. matter what the world says about you, everybody could have said, well, she's a prostitute. No, God said she's the great, great grandmother for the king. And she's in the line of Jesus Christ yes. himself. Amen. Amen. Restoration. You know, it's amazing. Those who commented on God <coughs> of restoration and restoration at work. The Holy Spirit was speaking through me, and I wrote down restoration. I wrote Amen. down on my paper without y'all knowing that's the Holy Spirit. Amen. Restoration and hallelujah. That's who our God is. He is a God of restoration. Amen. He is a God Come who comes in and restores. He's a God who says, no, you're not this. I'm going to turn you into this. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're watching today, I know I got text message last night in the middle of the night when I was asleep. And they said some things. And if you're watching, sister, I pray to God that you get this today. If you're in that rough patch and you're in that situation, the Lord, my God, let the Lord amen, restore amen, you. Amen. Accept him. Know who you are in yes, him. In this is where we're name. going today. Because I'm going to tell you, I was that person where God said, I mean, many people looked at me wrong. Many people could have called me that Rahab. Many people could say those things, but my God, the God in come heaven, on. our Lord and our Savior, come on, somebody, come on. took me, this girl, and said, no, Leslie, I'm going to use you. I'm going to pull you into the come kingdom. On. I'm going to let you be used Amen. for women. Amen. I'm going to let you be used for young women, Woo. for little girls, and for all those. So I'm telling you, this is a situation. If you are in it, God will turn that mess that you feel you are into a blessing and into a miracle. He will use you. He is the God that takes and molds and he will just reform, reform and transform you into who he's called you yes. to be Amen. in Jesus name. Amen. But you have to understand Rahab had a choice. Yes, she did. Rahab had a choice. Yes. She did have a choice and she chose something that it, she was on the inside of Jericho, yes. protected by walls that were 20 foot thick. Come on now, guys. Come on. She was protected. She could have said, no, I'm in a safe place. 
I, I'm comfortable where I'm at. Yeah. I got a house. My family lives with me. Yeah, I, I do these things uh, for, for a living, but I'm okay. She said, no, I'm going to go with God. And I'm going to tell you, somebody right now, metaphorically or literally on your back, God's yes, got his hand out and he will lift you up off your back yes. and he will elevate you to a new position yes. today. Let's move on to Judges, Judges 6, mm. Judges 6. We're going to Judges 6, verse 11. Judges 6, ver 6 verse 11. Good morning, Sally. And I pray that you're doing better, sister. I pray that you're, that you're feeling well. Yes, the bronchitis Sally. is gone. We're praying for you. Let us know how you're doing. All right, so we're going to Judges chapter 6, Amen. verse 11 and 12. Let's go to Judges chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash the Azarite, Azarite rather, I'm sorry, uh, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press Amen. in order to hide from the Midianites. This is good. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Wait a second. Where was, where was Gideon? He was hiding. He was hiding he down was hiding. inside of a wine press. He was hiding because he was threshing the wheat. You have yep. to understand at this particular time, the Midianites were having their ways with the Israelites. Right. They were still in any time they had a crop, they came in and stole it. They were The Israelites were starving to death. Their animals were being taken. Mm -hmm. And uh, the problem was also, you have to understand, Gideon's dad was worshiping Asherah. She had an Asherah pole in the back, which was a goddess that they had carved out of wood. All of these things, Baal, he was, he was worshiping Baal. And here's Gideon hiding in the bottom of a, of a wine press. This is a hole they dig in the ground that they dump all the grapes into and they tread those grapes out to make the grape juice to make wine. But it's not, it's not, he's not using it for wine. He's using it to thresh wheat, to remove the seed from wheat. He's hiding. And here's the angel of God coming to him and saying, man of valor, right. you warrior. You come on now. Somebody's got to understand this. I know somebody is in a wine press threshing wheat right now. And God's right. saying, you don't have to hide anymore. I got something better for you. Yes. Get up out of that hole. Get up out of that pit that you've dug for yourself yes. because I've got something. And what happened? God took Gideon. He took the 30,000 men that Gideon yes. had. He took it down to 300 and destroyed yes destroyed the army yes. of 20 to 30,000 yes, people did, with 300 people. He took Gideon who questioned God at every turn, Come on. Who, who doubted himself at every Signs turn. All the time. He said, man, it doesn't matter what you think about yourself. I'm going to use you yes. for the glory of God. Come on. I, I know who you are. You may not believe who you are, 
but I know who you are. I've got a new report. Yes. You're, not, you're not a scaredy cat in the bottom of a pit. That's right. You're a hero of an army, and I'm going to elevate you, and you're going to bring my people out of the bondage of the Midianites. Yes. Somebody here today is a Gideon in a pit, and God's saying, get up out of that pit, woman of yes. valor, man of valor. Yes. I got something better for you. Yes, absolutely. I love that story. You know, Ben, as I preached on it before. And then the thing is, you know, Ben, is that God will do things in so many ways to get others' attention. Yes. Do you hear me? There are times where, like, he took the 300 men. I mean, it would have been impossible in the natural without God's help, Ben. Impossible. Impossible to win. It would have been impossible. But For, God, to have a victory. To have that victory. But through God, we are victorious and God will make a situation happen for others around to see that God is using you, that God is elevating you, that no matter what you thought of that scary cat, no matter what you thought you were in there hiding from, God said, no, come out, my daughter, come out, son. I've got this for you and you are victorious because I'm behind you. I'm in front of you and I'm all around you and I will let you see. I will show you and everybody who you are because of me. Amen. And I want to let you know, no matter what, there are things that have been in my life <clears throat> that I can relate to Gideon because there's been so many times, and I'm going to talk about my job for a second, so many times where you may be at the low end of the totem pole. Come on. Come on. But I can see this in my job situations where God literally like pulled me from, I would always be in the back in that office back there. I was in a always been in accounting my whole life, but God would pull me from that situation, Ben, and turn a situation around where coworkers were against me due to my faith. It was a crazy situation, but God used me, my own little self through him, gave me the strength to come up and show the CFO, show the people around me, whoa, who does she have working for her? God. So I'm going to tell you, however you see yourself in this Gideon situation, that, that may relate to you. Let him use you and have the victory. He gets all the glory, honor, and praise. But we got to let him use us. We got to get out of our uncomfortable zone. Out of that scary cat pit. Out of that out of that wine press and get up and let him use us to show others around us. Come on. Amen. Now, before we move on, I want everybody to, to help me blow up the feed. Whether If you're able to type, if you're driving, don't. Now, I want you to take the, the story of Gideon, I mean, excuse me, of Rahab, and I want you to type on the screen, blow up the feed with me, God has transformed me. Mm -hmm. God has transformed me. If you would, knowing who Rahab is, knowing where you've come from, I want you to type, God has transformed me. God has transformed me. Go ahead and blow up the feed. Rahab. Rahab, I'm going to tell you, I was a Rahab. I sold myself all the time. God has transformed me. No matter where I started, I want you to go ahead. If you're able to type it in there, I want you to type, God has transformed me. God has transformed me. Come on, let, let the world know that you've been transformed. Amen, Sally. Amen, Brandon. Amen, Leslie. Amen, Angela. Come on now. I'm going to tell you, God has transformed me. Now, for all you Gideons out there, for you 
I am a, a valor. Okay, gentlemen, I am a man of valor. Gentlemen, I am a man of valor. Ladies, I am a woman of valor. Proclaim these things because it doesn't matter where you started. You started at the bottom. Now you're here. Come on now. Good morning, Diana. Praise God. She's been transformed. Thank you, Jesus. Norma. Amen. Shannon Escobar. Amen. Amen. Yes. Jessica, come on now. If you are a woman of valor, and you are because God says it, you are a woman of valor, ladies. You are a man of valor, gentlemen. Come yes, on now. Come Go on. ahead. Get on the Gideon train this morning. I am a man of valor. Praise God. Ladies, you are a woman of valor. Come on. Amen, Mark. Yes, indeed. Amen and amen. Come on. All right. As you're typing that, we're going to go to the next scripture. Come on. We are going to Exodus. Exodus 2, 11 through 15. Amen, Lindsay. Come on now. Amen and amen. Come on. We got it going on now. Amen, Norma. Yes. Amen and amen. If I missed anybody, amen to you too. Come yes. on now. Make okay. these proclamation of what the Lord says about you. We're in Exodus 2. Exodus 2, mm. verse 11. Exodus 2, mm. verse 11. Exodus 2, <laughs> verse 11. Now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, that he came out to his brethren. He's starting to, he knows he's an Israelite. He knows he's out there. He's come out to look upon their burdens. Mm. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his oh. brethren. So he looked this way and that way. When he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Yep. And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. And he said to one who did the wrong, why are you striking your companion? 14, then he said, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Did you, do you intend to kill me as you did? the Egyptian. So Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses, but Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian, and he sat down by a well. Here we see Moses raised in Pharaoh's house, knowing, knowing that he is an Israelite now, knowing that there's an atrocity that's being put against his people. And he knows that there is one that is called to save the Israelites from their bondage. And he's thinking, well, maybe it's me. And he decides to take matters into his own hands. He decides that I'm going to handle this my way. And he kills an Egyptian and everybody finds out about it. And he has to flee. Praise God he had to flee. Because God had to get the Egypt out of yes. him. He had to get the, the self out of him. He had to get Moses's way out of the way and yes. let him know Yahweh's way to yes. do this. So he spent 40 years in the desert getting Egypt burned out of him until God had prepared him to see the burning bush. Yes. And at the burning bush, God changed everything. Yes. Moses still had his doubts. Moses still had his fears. Mo, and, and even the Lord, as he spoke to Moses, the, Mo, the Lord got a little bit angry with Moses. But God still used Moses, the man who started his mission with murder. The man who started his mission by doing it his way. Yes. 
I want everybody to blow up the feed right now. I'm going to do it God's way. Yes. Proclaim this. Understand this. When we do it our way, we end up in Midian. We ended up, we end up sitting by a well. We end up walking around the wilderness for 40 years. Come on. Ourselves. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you make this proclamation now, instead of saying, I'm going to do it my way, say, I'm going to do it God's way. Come on now. Everybody Amen. blow it up. I am going to do it God's way. Wow. I'm going to do it God's way. Come on now. Let, let the world know. Let your flesh know. Let your mind know this morning that you're not going to repeat the things of Moses. You're not going to have to walk through the wilderness for 40 That's years so say. God can change you. You're going to this day, you're going to go directly to the burning bush. You're going to go to it and you're going to do it God's way. What the burning bush says in your life, you're going to do it. You're not going to have to kill the Egyptian to do it your way. You're going to go to the burning bush and do it God's way. I'm going to yes. do it God's way. Amen. Amen. Then, unfortunately, I had to go around the wilderness. Yes. Unfortunately, I had to have a lot of things burned off of Leslie. Come on, man. Leslie wanted it her way. Leslie was in that situation. And I mean, I know about you. I mean, yes. You know, how many times we we can go around those things. God is if we are obedient. I heard the most amazing story last night from a sister in Christ that was just like, man, sister, I don't know. I'm going to ask if I can use that. <laughs> uh testimony of, of a spanking God gave her, but man, I'm going to tell you, Ben, I mean, the things that God has, I have been told so many times by God, I never will forget. I was in Sunday service and Sunday service and the Lord spoke to me and he said, tell, call someone to the front. And I'm like, man, I know this person. I'm going to send this. I know this person and uh, man, they're not going to come to the front. God said, call them to the front. I'm like, nope. And I didn't. And I knew that I should have obeyed. And sometimes God, if from not obey, he will have to take you through a wilderness. Yes. But if we just obey and do it mm. God's way. Come on now. If we'll just Come on. That's good. do it God's way, I'm telling you, we could avoid a whole lot. But sometimes... As Moses was used, we all look at Moses. We all know what happened. Yeah. We all know he had that burning bush. And you know what, Ben? Some of us passed that burning bush. Yes. But I'm telling you right today. Come on I'm now. I'm telling you today, as the message is broken into miracle, let God use you in that moment. Turn that brokenness. He was that murderer. He was going and running and had to go and do all this. Let God use you. I'm telling you, no matter what the cost, God's way is better. God's way is the only way. Because no matter the mess we're in, he will do it. He can do it, but you have to allow him to do it. Amen and amen, amen. Absolutely. There is a choice to be made. As everybody is out there typing, I'm going to do it God's way. You have a choice to stay in the wilderness in a, in a season where God's transforming you or accept the transformation by doing it God's way. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Acts 9. Acts chapter 9. 
Amen, Jessica. Amen and amen. Let's go to Acts chapter 9, verse 1 through 8. And as you turn there, praise God. Amen, Mark. Amen, Mikey. Amen, Angela. Come on now. We're going to do it God's way. Amen and amen. Here we are. Acts chapter 9, verse 1. Acts chapter 9, verse 1. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, he's out to kill Christians, went to the high priest and asked for letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus, so that if he found any who were of the way, any Christians out there, whether man or woman, he might bring them bound in chains to Jerusalem. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Mm-hmm. And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Mm-hmm. Come on now, you hear that? It's hard for you to kick against the goads. So he trembled and astonished, said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, being, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, neither ate nor drank. Now we know this is the beginning of an amazing journey by the most prolific writer of the New Testament, by someone that signs miracles and wonders followed him everywhere he went, from someone who wiped his sweat off a brow and he was so full of the Holy Spirit that that cloth would heal people. The Holy Spirit was in that cloth. It wasn't Paul's sweat. It was the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to tell you, that's the same Holy Spirit that lives inside of some of you Saul's right now. And if you would let God do what he needs to do, if you would become blinded to yourself Come for on. just a short period Come of on, time, then. if you would become blinded to the desires of your flesh, yes. the desires yes. of your mind, Come on. if you would become blinded to those things for just three days, yes. I'm not talking about no eating and no drinking. I'm just talking about blind yourself to the things of this world and yes. seek the things of the Lord. Come on. God would transform Come you on. into the Paul that you need to be. Mm-hmm. I want everybody to type. I will walk in the assignment the Lord has for me. Yes. I will walk in the assignment that the Lord has for me. Everybody blow up the feed. Yes. I will walk in the assignment the Lord has for me. By making that proclamation, you're telling the Lord, you're making him a promise this morning. You're saying and you're speaking blessings over your life. I will no longer be the Saul come that, on. That, that kicks the goads of, come on now, everybody knows what that is. That's a riding term. Anybody that's ever wore sport, spurs and ridden a horse knows what I'm talking about. 
you kick the horse in the goads to get it to move. And he's, you were going to stop kicking Jesus in the goat. Come on. We paid the price of the cross on. already. We don't need to keep adding the kicking in him, the goats to do it our way. Yes. To go the direction that we want to go. Yes. But to serve him the way we want to serve him. No, we're going to say, Saul, you're done. Your days are done. Yes. I'm going to walk in my assignment yes. as, as the Paul that God has called Come me on. to go into. Amen and amen. Amen. Man. Come on now. You got anything? Hmm. It's good. Come on, everybody. Many, amen. Lindsay. Many, you know? Amen. Leslie. Brandon. Destiny. Marie. Shannon. Amen. Norma. Amen. Amen over there. We got Cheryl over there. Amen. Amen. And amen. We're going to do it. God, and amen, Angela. Then what you got to say about, about a Saul to a Paul? Well, I can tell you right now. <laughs> I can tell you right now that I spent most of my life as a Saul. Come on. I spent most of my life as a Saul. I kicked, I kicked Jesus and the goads for most of my life. Mm -hmm. I said that I served him just as Saul said he served the Lord, but he served the Lord in a legalistic way. He served the Lord in a selfish way. He served the Lord the way he wanted to serve the Lord, not the way the word, the word says to serve God. And I did the same thing. And I'm going to tell you, God put me on my face. Yes. God put me on my face. I'm going to tell you where I, I came from. I came from spending weeks at a time in bed and at home with no showering, no going out in public, as little as I possibly could. That's where I spent my life. I spent my life blinded. Come on. I spent my life blinded to who Ben was created to be. Come on. I wanted a Ben. I wanted a, I wanted a, a my Saul was uh, was was also very selfish. My Saul wanted to do it my way. Come on. My Saul wanted to persecute everybody around me for the pain that I felt inside. I was just giving that pain to everybody else. I was persecuting everyone around me, but God put me on my face. I spent three days on my face crying out to him. Yes, and when I, and when I did those things, I spent when those spent everything changed. When God opened my eyes, the word of God read differently. Come on. He spoke to me. He spoke to me, finally spoke to me in a very yes. clear voice and directed my life. Instantaneously, I went from a Saul to a Paul. Come on. Because I walked in the assignment that he had given me at 17 years of age. Come on. And I ran from that. And I said, nope, I'm going to do it my way. I sang that song to the top of my lungs. I did it my way. And where did it get me? It got me down to the bottom. It got me down to the yes. pits. It got me down not only living in the shadow of death, but wanting the shadow of death yes. in my life. It's, it, it had me living in a mental hospitals seven times. It had me trying to kill myself. It had me trying to drink myself to death, drug myself to death, mm. pour myself to death. Yes. Living a life of a complete and utter debauchery in sin. But God, but God, but Jesus, but God. he said, son, I'm going to put you down on the ground and I'm going to take that Saul out of you and I'm going to bring the yes! Paul that has always been inside of you. And I said, Father God, I will walk in your assignment from this day yes! forward. And on that moment, everything changed. And yes! I'm saying, and I'm speaking to somebody today. 
It doesn't matter what bottle you're at the bottom of. It doesn't matter if you're on your last pill. It doesn't matter if your veins are covered in bruises. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. It doesn't matter if the membranes in your nose have been snorted away. It doesn't matter if you've had five husbands that have left you. Yes. It doesn't matter if you have made your living on your back. God can transform you today. And I want you to know something. Yes. He can take that zero and make you a hero. He can take what's broken yes. and turn it into a miracle this morning. Praise God. Yes. Amen and amen. Yes. Amen. amen. Thank you. Let's God. go to John chapter 21. Amen. John chapter 21. Amen, Gilbert. Get tired of it. Get sick and tired of it. Because I can tell you right now, when we yoke ourselves to Jesus, it says, come to me, you weak and heavy laden. Come to Jesus. Yoke yourself to him. Go boldly, boldly to the throne of grace. And he will give you what you need in your time of need. That's the promise of our Lord. That's the promise of our Savior. That's what God sent Jesus to do. The, the wrath of God, the sin of God of the world went on Jesus so God's eyes could turn away from Jesus and he could look at you and see Jesus instead. Yes. God took that off of you guys. You don't have to live that way anymore. It doesn't what you, matter what your mama said about you. It doesn't matter what your daddy says about you. It doesn't matter about what those friends that you need to get rid of say about you because I can tell you right now, God's got a good plan for you. Let's go to John. Chapter 21, John chapter 21, verse 15 through 17. You got something or are you saving? Let's go ahead. Okay. John chapter 21, verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you agape love me more than though these? Okay. I want you to see this. This is the word agape. Right here, agapeo, which is the verb of agape. Do you, agape, love me more than these? And Peter replies to him and said to him, Lord, you know that I philia love you. I brotherly love you. That's what he's saying right here. He's asking him, do you love me like God loves me? Does, the guy, does you love me like God loves you? And he says, I love you like a friend. A brother, mm -hmm. a close friend. Amen. Jesus says, feed my lambs. And he said to him again, second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you agapeo love me? Do you love me as God loves you? And he said, yes, Lord, you know that I, Philio, I love you as a close brother. You know this. He said to him, tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you, Philio, love me? He knows that he's not getting it right now. He says, do you, Philio, do you love me as a close brother? Peter was grieved because he had said to him the third time. He had not answered him as Jesus had asked him, that he had asked him, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I, Philio, love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked when you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and will, and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. He spoke to him, signifying to what death 
he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, follow me. What's going on here? I want you to see this. God needs us to agape love. God needs us to agape love, to love as God. And that love is to give someone what they need, not what they want. That's it. God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross. The victor, the Messiah, the coming king. Everybody wanted a warrior king. They wanted to be put back in the position that they needed to be in. They thought that this is where we are. We are at. We need. We're under Roman rule. We've been under. Uh, we've been under the the Chaldeans. We've been. Uh, we are being afflicted. We need to get back into the ruling position. We need a king that will take us there. That's what the people wanted. What they got was a savior who took care of the sins of the world. What they got was a savior that paid the price of what God's wrath would be upon the world for those that accepted Jesus Christ as their savior and walked as Jesus as their Lord. That's what agape love is. Peter at this time did not understand it. Still, knowing that Jesus had raised from the dead, knowing who Jesus was, still could not get in his mind that Jesus was saying, I need you to love as I did. You need to love in a way that you're willing to go to the cross too, Peter. You need to love in a way. I, I, Jesus, I do love, but I love you in a brotherly love. I love you. You know that that's important. You know that's how close that is. But I want you to see the difference between you and Peter. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Yes. Peter yet to have the Holy Spirit. Peter didn't understand Everything changed when the Holy Spirit That's right. came in. Mm-hmm. And I want you to blow up the feed. I will love as God loves. Yes. I will love as God loves. Go ahead and type it in the field in there. I will love as God loves. I will love as God loves. Blow up the feed. Make the proclamation today. Don't go through what Peter was going through. The, the misunderstanding of what truth and grace is, the misunderstanding of what Jesus's love is. It is time to be transformed into the church that he created in the first place. It's time. And the only way to do that, guys, is to start loving as God loves. Come on now. Amen and amen. Amen, Sally. Amen, Brandon. Amen and amen. Amen, Leslie. Amen. 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 Come on now. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I will love as. Thank you, Shannon. Amen. Shannon, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You got anything before we move on? Okay. Just making sure, my love. Amen. Amen. I want you to see this now. We're going to Luke 8. Luke 8. I know it's not easy, Gilbert. I know it's not. I know it's not easy. If it was easy, the entire world would be transformed right now, but they're not. But we got to start loving like Jesus. We got to start loving as God does. We got to start doing these things because us talking a good game's getting nowhere. We got to start living it. We got to start loving like God. We got to start doing that because when when Peter finally figured it out, everything changed. He was completely transformed. He went from broken into a miracle. He went from a zero that was in hiding out into the front and center center, proclaiming who Jesus was. Amen. Amen. Here we are in Luke 8. 
Luke 8, 1 through 3. Luke 8, 1 through 3. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings. That's the gospel, by the way, the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the 12 were with him. Verse 2. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary, called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna and many others who provided for him from their substance. They provided for his ministry. But I want you to see this. I'm going to leave this scripture up for just one moment. These women that were following him along, Mary Magdalene, had seven demons in her. And she was the first one that the resurrected Jesus presented himself to. Mary Magdalene, who had seven demons inside of her. And if the Bible says that, it must have been bad. Remember, the seven means complete and whole and total. She was totally consumed by the demonic activity in her life. Now, Joanna the wife of Chusa. That was Herod's, Herod's steward. Herod was out wow, to destroy. Sorry. Come on now. God used the money from Herod's house to supply, supply Jesus' ministry. Come on now. Do you see that? Do you see that? These Man. women are pointed out. I want you all to understand. It doesn't matter how bad your life is. It doesn't matter if you have demon affliction in your life. It doesn't matter if you're, if you are having to work for the enemy. It doesn't matter. God can use you. God will heal you. God will deliver you. God will take care of these things. Jesus will come into your life. He'll remove all the demonic activity. He will remove the devil's work in your life. And whatever was going on with Susanna, we know that Jesus took care of her. These ladies left their home and followed Jesus. I want you all to understand, ladies and men alike, Jesus can transform you from the Mary Magdalene's from the servant of the demonic kings out there. He can transform you. He can use you in his ministry. He's just waiting for you to come to him, submit to him, and he will transform you. He will heal you, and he will deliver you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Yes. Yes, indeed. He can take wherever you're at. He can all these and Mary Magdalene has gotten all kinds of bad rap. Yep. I mean, even in the in the beginning, the church tried to call her a prostitute. Well, it's been refuted. She was never a prostitute, but she did have seven demons inside of her. Mm -hmm. She was seven completely and totally. And Jesus removed those demons and she took up her cross. She denied herself, took up her cross and followed Mm -hmm. him and gave her life. Yes. to his ministry, yes. followed him everywhere. And, and here's Joanna, her husband, working for the man yes. that's out there trying, working for the for the grandson of the king that tried to kill Jesus exactly. in the first place. That's right. That demonic house of Herod, Jesus got the funds to his ministry directly from Herod himself. Hallelujah. I want you to hear that right now. Because I want some of you are praying for some things. Mm. And I want you to understand.
understand you need to make sure you keep your eyes open for everything mm. because God can use the enemy to supply your needs. God can use the enemy. Now you don't want to be open to some things, guys. You, that's why you need to be in your secret place. That's why you need to be in your word. That's why you need to know God's voice because I want you to understand something. He can bring in something that you least expected yes. and he can use it in your life for his glory and his honor. It's for him and him alone. Yeah. Amen. You know, I want to talk about broken into miracle. Come on. I want to talk about some things and and I want to I want us to understand something. You said, you know, the enemy God can place the enemies, our enemies at us and fund our ministry. Come, Come on. on. I've seen it with my own eyes. But you know, Ben, we look at so many things and and i feel so that we can so relate to this and and this is something that the lord put on me as you know i know this is you know going this way but i feel like we need to understand you know sarah sarah in the bible she she didn't have a child they were old she thought that she was done with like man nearly 100 years I, i'm 90 years old and I'm talking to some women right now who feel like you're too old. You're too old to start your ministry. You're too old to birth something new. You're too old to walk into what God has for you. You're done with, you're used up to say what the world would say. But I want to speak life into you today. I want to say that the brokenness that somebody said the world has put on you, God is saying today he's going to turn that into his miracle. God is saying today, no matter if you're 90 years old, no matter what you've been through, no matter what the world has said about you, come on, women, no matter if they said you're barren, no matter if they say that you're lame, no matter if you're blind, no matter what the world has said that you are not, you're no good for another man. Man. You may have been used by many men. You may have been abused, but I'm telling you right now, God is saying today, he's going to take the brokenness. He's going to take that and he's going to turn it into a miracle. And just as he did for Sarah, he is not a respecter of persons. He's not that God that just says, nope, I'm going to do it for her and not for you. I'm going to tell you, men, this applies to you as well. I'm going to tell you right now, he will give you that baby. He will give you that miracle. He will give you that thing that you prayed for and you desired. And I don't care if you're almost a hundred. God said he will and he got to let him. It is a miracle happening today. <coughs> brokenness is being repaired. Brokenness is being healed. Brokenness is being birthed into a miracle that God has for you today. Amen. I want to tell you right now, Sarah's Rise up and expect your miracle of birth. Amen. Expect that baby that you're preaching, that you're praying for, that you're saying, uh, my ministry. Don't let anybody, especially the world, come against you because our God is bigger. Our God is better and he will do it. Amen. I want to talk about those right now. I want to think of the Joseph. If there's some of us that have had 
brothers and family turn against you and sell you into slavery. You've been that brother. You've been that son. You've been that person that has been hated. You've been that person that has been the black sheep. You've been persecuted. You've been hated on. Come on, somebody. I know this is talking to somebody this morning. I know that there's some Sarahs. I know there's some Josephs, but I want to tell you just because God's favors upon your life, God, I had had, man, our, man, our son Jordan has had favor upon his life like no other. But I want to tell you, if this is you, Joseph, if this is you where the daddy loved you and you felt and the brothers have come against you, I'm going to tell you there's a color coat for you. God has things for you. He's going to take all that you went through, all the pain, all the persecution, being sold and hated on and lied about persecuted he's gonna turn that brokenness into a miracle today in the mighty name of jesus and i'm gonna tell you he will do it he will and i'm telling you right now no matter what you have gone through it says that we count the cost we when we accept jesus he's there already he's waiting to take that situation to take your enemies to use it for his glory come on i want to speak some life into somebody today i want you to know that your healing is here i want you to know that our god has already done it and i want you to walk into it i want you to accept it in the mighty name of jesus because god doesn't say you're broken he says come to me who are broken and heavy heavy hearted Come to me. Come to me. Let me touch you. Let me heal you. Let, Let me, me be give your you, strength. Let me give you your miracle. Come on. I don't care that you were the drug dealer. I don't care that you were the dope addict. I don't care that you were the Rahab prostitute. I don't care Come because on. I am God and I created you and I'm turning the brokenness. I'm turning the mess. I'm turning all the craziness yes. that your past has called you. That's no longer you. You were transformed. You are a new, you are a new creation. And today my miracle I'm stepping into, I'm grabbing it in Jesus' name. Amen. I I want everybody to blow up the feed. I'm not dead, so God's not done. Here we go again. I'm not dead, so God's not done. Guys, I want you to understand something. Not every one of us is going to have a natural birth, okay? But I'm going to tell you. I want you to hear something in the spiritual. This is what happens. Okay, guys, I want you to listen to me. The hymen has to break. The cells have to break apart. Mm -hmm. And the water has to break in order for something to be birthed. Those things have to happen for something to be birthed. Some some folks right now need to hear this. Mm. You need to go through the pain. Come on. Of the transformation. Come on. You need to go through the pain, the sweat, the blood, and the tears. Yes. Because God needs you to birth something in the spiritual that he needs to use. He broke. He broke. Broke these people that we're talking about. He broke Rahab down. He broke Gideon down. He broke Moses down. He broke Saul down. He broke Peter down and things. He broke Mary Magdalene. He broke down Joanna. He broke down Susanna. He broke down the 12 disciples. And by breaking them down, 
He transformed them yes. into something that could be birthed in the spiritual realm. I want everybody to understand you're not dead. God's not done. And we need to get back up there. It doesn't matter if you're 92. It doesn't matter if you're 122. And I'm going to tell all if any children are here, it doesn't matter if you're 10 years old. God can use you to birth something in the spirit realm. If you'll get out of his way and let him do what he needs to do, things will start happening. You know, Amen. you know, here's the thing, Ben, really quick. Sometimes some of us, until we're broken, until we go through that pain, until we've experienced it, until we've cried, until we're down on the bottom, we won't change. Because God knows we see all these men and women of God who are in the heroes. They're the heroes of faith. There's all the books that we talk about. We've been through the verses. They all went through it. But I'm telling you today, when you're in that situation, that's a good thing. We yes, learn in our valleys. On. We learn in our valleys. He builds us up. He gives us strength. He takes the broken. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're that eagle. You're that eagle soaring. I'm going to tell you, let him do what he needs to do. Let him do what he needs to do. Amen. Let them eyes be open. Let them ears be open. Yes. When you're down and you're broken and you're in that moment, Come on. there's only one way. Look up because God has you. He will turn that mess into a miracle. Listen, listen to me. This is for somebody today. And my whole thing is, I don't care if there's thousands in a room, but if it touched one person, one person, there's no, there's the Holy Spirit. Ben didn't know what the Lord put on my heart and I didn't know what the Lord put on his, but this message is going out in Jesus name. Amen. And someone's life right now is being transformed. Amen. Someone right now is filling the Holy Spirit. Yes. Someone right now is filling his presence, is yes. knowing that there's hope because God is transforming you in Jesus. Amen. Name. Amen. Last scripture, guys, before we go into prayer, last scripture, we're going to John chapter four, verse 16. John chapter four, verse 16 through 18. John chapter 4, 16 through 18. And Jesus said to her, he's talking to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. Samarian woman at the well. Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Hmm. Jesus said to her, you have said, well, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands and the one whom you now have is not your husband in that you spoke truly. We see the woman at the well. Now, I know in the day's terms, we look at her as someone that is a loose woman because she's had five husbands. But you have to understand in that day, this was a woman that was abused. This is a woman that has been rejected. This is a woman that has been cast out, passed around from man to man. You know, because she had no other options. At that time, you had to have a husband or you would not have livelihood. And now she's not married to the man. She's just living with a man, 
who can do anything he want to to her. There's no laws against it, can abuse her, do anything. So we need to understand where this woman is at. Right. This woman is at the very bottom. She's been passed around. She's old hat. She's used up, worn out, and she's getting older. So we know pretty soon that nobody's going to have her. But Jesus presents himself to her and says, you never have to thirst again because I'm going to give you living water. I am the Messiah. This is the first person, a woman, a non-Jew, an outcast, a woman that's been passed from man to man, a woman that has no options. Her future is bleak. That's who Jesus presents himself to. The woman that is by all means in every definition at the very bottom of the pit. He shows himself. The first person that Jesus shows himself to be the Messiah is a woman in that position. I want you to understand something. It doesn't matter what position you are in. It doesn't matter if you've been passed around. It doesn't matter if you are the Joseph that has had his coat ripped off of him and bloodied and sold into slavery. It doesn't matter if you're the Rahab that has made her living on her back. It doesn't matter if you're the Moses that decided to do it his way and is waiting for God to speak to do it God's way. It doesn't matter if you're the Saul that's persecuted Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter if you're the Peter that just doesn't get it yet. It doesn't matter if you're the Nicodemus that doesn't see who Jesus is in front of him. It doesn't matter if you're Gideon at the bottom of the wine press hiding from the enemy. It doesn't matter. Jesus is saying right now, I can take you from zero to hero. I'm the savior of the world. I've paid the price for your sin. You don't have to listen to that mess anymore. I'm going to transform you. I'm going to take you from broken and I'm going to take you into a miracle today. If you will allow me, I am the savior. I'm the Messiah. I'm the Yeshua HaMashiach and I've come to save you and I've paid the price for every sin Come to me, child. Come to me, you weak and heavy laden. Come to me and yoke yourselves to me and let me transform you today. It doesn't matter where you are in this moment. Jesus will take you from zero to hero. In Jesus' name, accept that right now. I pray right now in the mighty I pray right now, Father God. Oh, Father God, that lives are being transformed, that minds are being changed, that bodies are being changed, that the Holy Spirit is welling up and putting a fire in the belly of my brothers and sisters in Christ. No longer the report of the world. No no longer the black sheep. No longer the harlot. No longer the possessed. No longer the dejected. But now your children, Father God, let them feel that right now. Transform minds right now by the stripes of Jesus. Transform bodies right now. Infirmities. Demons being gone right now. Let them see who they've been created to be. The report from God, not the report from man over my brothers and sisters in Christ, Father God. 
God. I lift up every single one of them. I pray over every one of them. Father God, you know their prayer request. You know the desires of their heart. Father God, I lift up spoken and unspoken. I proclaim the healing over bodies right now. I proclaim a miracle that Sally is praying for and believing in. I pray right now for families to be restored right now. I, I proclaim right now that children and grandchildren are being protected by you, Father God. I say all of these things in Jesus' mighty name, Father God. Yes, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 I went ahead and covered all the prayer requests. I know if you need per specific prayers, please make sure that you type them out. I covered every potentiality because God knows what your prayer is already. Yes. But if you have a specific prayer, unspoken or spoken a line, in Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Praise God. Yes, Jessica, I tell you what, the word of God is good. Yes. The word of God is good. Love you too. Love, Love you too, Raul. Love you guys. Yes. Love you. Amen and amen. 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 Oh, praise God. So yes. guys, if you if you join us later on, please put in your prayer request. We yes. will cover every prayer request. Yes. We go back through the feed and look at those things. Guys, it is Friday. It is Fire Friday. Obviously, the fire of the Holy Spirit is dropping in here, but I'm going to yes. encourage each one of you to go to your home church. If you don't have a home church or you want to visit, you can come and visit us, the Lampstand in Hallettsville. The Lampstand in Hallettsville is at 10 o'clock in the morning at 103 South LaGrange Street. And if you're in the Victoria area or if you want to go to your home church in the morning and come and visit us in the evening, we're in Victoria in the evening. Yes at Sunday evening at 6 p.m. at 8002 North Navarro Street. That's behind the Victoria Mall we would love to in, the, see you in the Courtyard Marriott, in the conference room of the Courtyard Marriott, right next to the movie theater. We would love to see you. However, guys, what I want to encourage you is mm -hmm. to go to church on Sunday. Go yes. and worship. It says in the Word of God that Jesus' habit was every Sunday. He was in the temple, in the synagogues. He was in there. And, and then it says in Hebrews, do not forsake the gathering together as some have done. We need to get together yes. and worship Jesus together yes. and within the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Guys, we love you. We love you. We, we call, call you blessed and highly favored in Jesus' name. Go out and be the hands and the feet. Let them know. Proclaim this message to others because people need to hear this. Yes. Amen and amen. Amen. Guys, we love you.